You're off mic. <laughs> Tell them what we you said. Something about work epic pills they sell at gas stations. No, it's a jacket. Oh, for my uh, genitalia. No, work ethic. For work ethic. They do that now. No way, I dude. I think they also call it yerba mate. Is that five hour energy? What is that? Um, let's take some, some, uh, photos for the gram with these masks on. Day two into the quarantine. Day two, day two, day two into the corona. I'm, I'm okay with that. We're here at Mutiny Radio. I'm not putting a mask on. Just for a photo. Start putting a mask on. You can take one from the middle. It's symbolic for Karen. It's symbolic, yeah, it's, it's symbolic. It's the it's symbolism of not giving in. You know when I got the these masks? I bought them when there was a fire. For $700. I bought them when there was a fire. Remember? Yeah, I do in Santa Rosa. There yeah. were two of them. There was one one year, and then there was another another year. And you're like, why would there be two fires in Santa Rosa? And then you're like, oh, that maybe it has to do with PG&E. Yeah. But then they covered it up. Oh, well, PG&E has been paying enough for what they did with... San Bruno. Well, PG and is a monopoly, what and I, I thought. What did they do with San Bruno? Can you talk into the mic? There was a um. There was an explosion, an underground explosion in San Bruno. Yeah, gas leak. A lot of people died. I think it was like twenty-five, fifty. I don't want to say. Yeah, we don't want to spread spread fake news. At least fifteen, I think. And then. The animals that may have lived in the houses. Aww. Yeah. But it was a sudden eruption, you know. It went up like a powder keg, so. Dude, I believe it was. Sorry. I believe it was a pandas. PG&E, though, is a monopoly, and it's silly that we're allowed to have monopolies. Uh, What's wrong with you, Sam? He's just gonna. He's just gonna moan. He's just gonna do soft little bear sounds into the microphone. Some new ASMR. It's like a hibernation channel or something. You know. He's just gonna make sexy bear sounds into a microphone. He's got to do it into the microphone for it to work. <laughs> I need a liquid for this. You want uh, some plastic water? Plastic water, yeah, bud? Yeah. He's afraid of all the, the food running out. We gotta, we gotta hoard here. Bring your. Don't come here. Call in 415-550-0511. Feels better. Not on me now. It would probably. Why would I have butter on me? I guess you that's a fine question. Because you said <laughs> to, to have it last time. Yeah, I was supposed to. It's on my hand. I'm supposed to pick it up. And he brought it. He brought the bread himself. So he... You it was my bread from yesterday. You wouldn't know to bring oh, the butter today. Is that, is that my pot bread? Oh, that's exciting. That's really exciting. I'm going to open one of these three fortune cookies, and I'm going to see if it has anything to do with what's happening No, right they now. all have the same fortune. They're from Bernicia. 
Oh. And they say, you have STD, get tested. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I knew it. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lifted suck. the veil. That was... Because then he would have opened one and it would have been like, that's weird. <laughs> I have an STD. Yeah, that seems too. That seems too strange. Let me open another one. And Sam see needs to do stand up so badly that he's in the. And then he would open the second one. Created his own stage. He would open the second one. He would open the second one. I have an STD. Oh shit! Now it's really real. He's right. I would have described that exact scenario. He's created his own stage in the studio. He's got. He's got great lighting. He's chosen great lighting. Oh, let me take a picture. And he's of that. doing stand up. That seems that seems a little far fetched. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever <laughs> you ever been walking, right? Tell me about it. Like walking down the street. <laughs> Wait, it's not just about walking. And then you fart, right? <laughs> and then you can't you can't get a sense of how your fart smelled because you're walking faster than your fart. So you turn back around, you start walking the other way to get a good sniff at it. You know? Act like you forgot something, you pat in your oh shit, what, what did I forget? But then you realize you walked too, too far past the <laughs> fart to even smell the fart in the first place. So you got to act like, oh, you found I found it, what I was missing. Walk back in the other location. And then finally you can get a sniff, but it's all in vain because you've stirred up the air too much. <laughs> you know, you can't get the full smell profile. I mean, everyone else on the bus can get it, but, but you guys <laughs> never experienced that? I've been there. I've I miss I miss the smell. Yes. I miss the smell of my own farts very much. I do. I miss that. I will say when they were meaty. Okay. I got oh, I got a compliment. I got a compliment on your punchline of my joke. So I, it's officially switching. Sweet. Yeah. So thank you. You are officially in my set, pancake. I'm officially a joke writer. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's in my set too. He gave me the tits thing. There's a couple things I use that you gave me. And the. I don't think you ever use this, but when you you're like, when you tell that story about what would happen if you never got that baby aborted and lived and then you died at 17 of a heroin oh overdose, right, 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 and right. you find some silver lining in it, the silver lining could be, there's an organ donor and I needed a new liver, so it ended up oh not working out that you've bad. You've never told me that before. That's a really yeah, good Yeah, time. I told you that a punch at uh, OMG. I remember him telling you that. I, was, I, was it back when I was still drinking? Yes. Yeah, you, you had an IPA. Oh, okay. So, and I wouldn't. Maybe I don't remember. I, did I not write it down? I'm such a jerk. You liked it at the time, I remember. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. I do like that. I will you know, get my notebook and write it down. It's times like these. 17-year-old, 17-year late-term abortion. But it was an organ donor. Oh. I need a new liver. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Done the and done. The Island with Ewan McGregor. Can't say it that seriously, though. I can say it anyway. Don't I don't use it. your podcast voice. I can say it any way I want to say it, Sam. No, I, I think <laughs> I'm taking over this bit. I think I'm going to write it for you. Are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to take over the joke that I've already written and mm -hmm. just give me. But you Probably before I even started stand-up, you wrote that? Oh, I wrote that 17-year late-term abortion joke like five years ago, and I wasn't funny enough to make it work. And then two years ago, I just started being like, I was looking through old notebooks, and I found that joke, and I was like, holy fuck. And I I was funny enough to make it funny, and now it's it's thing. But now it just got a new tag, so thank you. Nice. Yeah. Joke workshop. I know. In even even mm. even I have things comedy. to learn. No, I have so many things to learn. I've been and I've been working harder lately. So these motherfuckers is gonna get stale out here. Not the bread, but the comedians. Yeah. Of the, of the bay. Yeah, if they don't 
Yeah. You know, you know what I believe after this? I've been hearing so much that uh, that comedy is gonna die after, you know, during this whole uh, crisis that we're having. But I, I think it, it, we're gonna have a, a resurgence in our uh, entertainment. You know, uh, pe- people are gonna wanna go out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're gonna understand what they've been missing. They're gonna go to Disneyland. They're gonna go out to yeah, live sure. entertainment. They're gonna. This is the year of the arts. Strip clubs too. I can't believe strip that clubs, it's they're staying open. A lot of strip clubs are actually staying open. Yes, because they're theaters. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's what? I don't think I don't think they they they've saved. But now. a few days ago, when they canceled bars, that they di- they hadn't canceled theaters by that point. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But now they. Mark Neuer p- pointed that out to me. Yeah. That's like the biggest place to start with. Closing down. No, no, I mean, not at all, because there's distance. <laughs> not there's in a lap dance, there's not. No, not in a lap dance, but when they're on the stage, there's distance. Obviously, <laughs> you just have to shut down the lap dance. Imagine twerking on someone in a biohazard suit. <laughs> <laughs> right show, me, show me that ass, and you got to move the biohazard suit where the face, the clear part See, of the face I is. I thought I needed stage time, but Sam really, really, <laughs> really, really needs it. He's like... He's like a little fiend. He's like a little, he's like a little heroin addict. He's yeah. Were we talking about movie sing, theaters, live karaoke. theaters, both? Live theater, movie All theater. All theaters now. Nobody, we're, we're not supposed to group in like more than, at least what? We learned that there was one country, they said five people. We're under five right now. We're fine. When did we, what did oh. we do? That's my, that's my boy back now. Oh. That's Benny Bags of shit. Hey, there he is. Hi. Hi, caller. You're Hello. on the air. Hello. Hey, Bags. This is this is my friend Ben. <laughs> Benny Bagnell from college. We were in the same fraternity together. This is the big reveal for the, for that I was in a fraternity. You're wi- Benny. You're with me, Pam, the radio, the o- owner of this radio station, and Pancake. Up, Pam? Hey, how you doing, Bags? His name is Bags. Yeah, yeah Bags yeah, of shit. We called Bags. him. You can call me Anatoly Karpov. Daddy Aoli. Daddy Aoli. Daddy Aoli like was a real one. nickname. The Daddy Aoli. You like mayonnaise? One. You're the main uh, mayonnaise? Uh, aioli is not mayonnaise. Yes, it is. It's homemade mayonnaise. It's a form of mayonnaise. It's a form it's of mayonnaise. It's got like herbs and spices in it and stuff, yeah. I think. He's, he's the main mayonnaise. Ooh. It's fancy. Sam, I'm interested. Are you allowed to say that you're in a fraternity? Uh, being a, a comedian in San Francisco? Oh, I've taken that, shit that, for it for is certain. That, is that kosher? Yeah, I've, I've told a few people about the... Uh, the, the hot sauce and the balls. The ookie cookie. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, God, I, I feel like an ookie cookie might be even better than that. The, yeah. the hot sauce and the balls is a little, a little light, a little soft. Yeah, remember uh, I was telling you guys about that? True stories. Yeah. I didn't know that was hazing. I thought that was just. No oh, one's using the word hazing. It's just we were out. forced to put hot sauce on our nuts. <laughs> Ah, that was just a Tuesday. Oh, no, you were in a pledge. No one they're is using the word hazing. And they're not saying any specific things, so they're not incriminating their brethren. So no worries. But you are, uh, thanks for calling in to MutinyRadio.fm in San Francisco. Where are you calling from? Of course. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. Windy City. Oh, <laughs> we had Chicago call yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, close. Uh, what's up? What we got? I I was I was uh, the podcast. The podcast we're doing right now. The the theme of it is don't talk about coronavirus. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't need. I don't want to hear the word. I'm so sick of it already. Yeah. It, yeah. 
it's the only uh, d uh, disease that you can spread just by saying it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> spreading the mind. The, the, the uh, mind that joke might go viral. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just we're just hanging out here in the studio, keeping our social distance. So tell us anything other that we just we anything other than the Lord Voldemort in the room. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I was gonna ask, are you guys six feet apart? But then I bit my tongue. We um. Let's see. What have I been reading recently? Okay, so um, I recently had this thing. So my so I have my friend, right? So this this is someone related to the uh, to the whole coronavirus thing, but not really. Um, so he's shipping. So I have like a bunch of stuff in North Carolina. I have an apartment in North Carolina that I was living in. I had to relocate to here. So I have my buddy going to my apartment. He basically broke in by climbing through a second story window. Who was it? Um, Why did nice. you break into your apartment? To, like, pack up some, some of my clothes and stuff and, and ship it to me. In North Carolina? Yeah, this was Bernstein. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You can't ask yeah. him to break into some how, place. You call the cops. How he climbed up into a second-story window is beyond me. It probably took him um, two hours like a sloth. Yeah, I mean, the, the saying that Jews can't climb, I guess, is not true. Um, I have heard that saying. I know, yeah, I've heard the that Jews saying. Jews can't climb? It's a thing. I thought there's actually a plant called a climbing Jew. There's like a <laughs> isn't there? The climate. Now you're just <laughs> being anti-Semitic, fam. That, that's an ironic plant. That's a, that's a, that's a, yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Anyway. So your friend breaks into your house in a town that you're not to send you clothes? Yeah. Okay. On my request. On my request. Oh I asked God. him to do this. Um, which was fine. I didn't. I didn't get. It. I didn't catch any heat from my neighbors or anything. They didn't give me any. Sh I can curse, right? That's yes, okay. you can Have swear. We're we are FCC free, you dude. You can you can fuck swear all day long. Okay, uh, cool. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't catch any shit from any of my neighbors, um, so that's good. Anyway, he, um, he has the gall, the, the absolute gall, to then send me a picture of him sitting on my couch, uh, bare naked, just bare ass, only a t-shirt on, sitting on my couch. Shirt cocking, and he thinks shirt cocking. And he thinks it's funny. He thinks it's funny. That is funny. That is funny. It's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be in that apartment for, I don't know, two, three months now. Who knows, right? Uh, and there's just going to be like, just just another man's bare ass. In yeah, it's going to fester. Couch. It's going to grow its own microbiome, and it's it's not going to recognize your bare ass the, the next time you do it. To, the dust is going to collect in the crevice that his that his. He didn't take a shit bear. on your couch. He <laughs> might have farted on your couch. It's funny that you're mad about this. That's what's funny about it. I'm I am so upset. And the thing is, like, if I did it to someone else, it would be hysterical. But the fact that it was done unto me uh, is, is just is, is mortifying. What was so, so important about these clothes? Um, I just don't have any clothes. Oh, okay. I'm, like, back at my parents' house. And so oh! Like, yeah. his, favorite, his favorite T-shirt from a basketball tournament in 2010 was missing. Well, I'm yeah, sure that th th that's actually at his parents' house. Like, that's where that's hidden. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know Benny Bagnell. No, I have He no keeps him in the rotation. They are not on injured reserve. Well, Pam, you're not wrong. Those are kind of the only things I've been wearing. So. Right. That's the thing. When you go visit your parents' house and you don't have any your own clothes, there's just all this stuff from, like, weird old years past. And you're like, oh, my God. Th what is – why are you even keeping this kind of stuff? I don't know. I haven't – Yeah. I, I'm wearing, like, eighth-grade graduation T-shirts and yeah. old gym class shorts. It's, it's not fun. Right. So so now you're – Bags, you, get, you getting any pussy with that? <laughs> yeah. 
the eighth no, grade basketball No, I'm, I'm preparing for a dry streak for, for the ages. Hey, you know there's a comic in San Francisco now that only goes by Will Brown because I introduced him as Will Brown one time. And it was his first. It was his first time doing it was comedy. Was his first time doing comedy. And I didn't know who the fuck he was, so I was like, eh, "It's Will Brown, everybody." And now his stage name is Will Brown. Every time he goes up. That's great. Yeah. Have you Have you learned his real name, or is he just no, Will Brown? No, literally no. He's Will Brown. Okay, that kind of scares me. This guy's trying to escape something. This guy committed a murder. No, he used no. to shoot gay porn. No, dead no, ass. No, he used to shoot gay porn. It, he um he actually right before the festival he was like. He gave me his real name and his contact info, and he said, "If there's like a nerdy comedian who needs a place to stay, I happen I happen to have two apartments right now, and I can help the I can help the person out." And so I um, had have that contact. I would I would shoot a gay porn with that guy for an apartment I in the city right now. You gave you me the me? look like, why didn't you tell me? I don't have to tell you everything. <laughs> I can. So <laughs> convenient. It's so convenient. <laughs> you give me the. I'll go gay. I'll do, I would go gay for an apartment in the city. Uh, yeah, and we all make choices. How it's great. long? How long would you do? Like five minutes max. At but a I can time. make I can make another man comment in five month? minutes. Five minutes a month? No, one time single offer fixed cost, not a variable cost. You feel me on that eco- econ joke, bags? I got that. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd only go gay for five minutes. That's a, that's not a very good like exchange though. Right? I'd also do it for once? the for that for then on I'd refer to myself as bisexual so I could get booked on shows. <laughs> See, now that's a good idea. That makes sense. I got mad at someone once because um, they were on an underwear show and I didn't feel like they were really wearing their underwear, and I was like, I wouldn't go on a gay show and say that I was gay. You have done that. I've seen you do that. Wait, what's an underwear show? Or when you, you only <laughs> perform in your underwear, and so a girl I was wearing. A girl was wearing a uh, bra underneath her like wife beater top, and she was wearing boxers. And I said, "You are not. This is an underwear show, and you are not wearing underwear. I don't think that you should be able to perform. That's not fair. You should have to take off your t-shirt or take off the bra because it's just not fair." What's the idea behind that? You just like bare it all, and you you yeah, tell jokes in your underwear. That's it. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> you confronted her on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She actually has a Netflix special now, so. <laughs> anyway. That was. Oh, that was that was different. That's not a famous person. This is a person who's famous now, but I'm not going to name drop because I don't want to air my, uh, my You don't want to plug them because they didn't wear their fucking boxers. That <laughs> Fuck them. They don't deserve the extra fans. Oh, they already have enough. Uh, so what does your bag's friend do? What do you do? He's in school. You tell him. Yeah, I'm still in school. Oh. Uh, I think I'm in year six now. So cool. I got I got like two more months, and uh, and then I'll be done. He's the last one uh, in our pledge class crossed. to graduate, besides me. Whoa. I'm dead last in it. Ah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Did Bernie graduate? He did. Oh. The degree in being a fucking chode. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a DC. I mean, I've heard of a BA, but a degree in show. A degree in show, sure. A BADC. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, wait. I think I just found some cross country skis that someone put out on the trash thing. I'm taking these. Grab I found em, golf clubs. Em. I found golf clubs in San Francisco. A full set, strewn about a street up in Pacific Heights. 
Someone had a bad morning. No, it was like it, it honestly. Like, it, it, I've it, never played golf again. God damn it! It was either yeah, it was either that <laughs> or but it bore the resemblance of like an, a girlfriend who had just found out her boyfriend was cheating on him, and she oh. just tossed the clubs out of the second story window. No. Tenderloin yard sale. And I took them. I took oh. the clubs. They're actually in here. They're in the studio. You're the one who. I thought the. I thought those that Zach Wiseman brought those. No, those are mine. your. You, yeah. That's a sh- that's your shit. You're leaving here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's your shit. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> watch out. Sam, watch out. He's like a parasite. <laughs> well, no, it's just that I hate it when people He's leave their shit in. in my place. It's and a good <laughs> spot. It was, like, tucked away. Uh, no, I, and so is it. And it's great when all kinds. You're going to thank me when the zombies no, come, Pam, and we're bashing their fucking heads off. With and my I, that's, what I was hoping they were, that's what I was hoping they were there for. Good plan. But when, that's the thing is you're just one person. But what if some other one person goes, well, I'm going to store this here. And then some other one person says, I'm going to store this. Suddenly yeah, there's uh, ten one people all storing I'll give you an answer. Here. And ten people's shit is no good. Ten people's shit is ten free things for you. I don't want your free things. People give me books, and I'm like, I don't want these books. I go put them on the corner in the street. The, those are good though. The the golf clubs are useful for the zombie apocalypse. I've been so leaving leave them things here? here too. What'd you leave here? I, I I've been leaving dollar bills. Oh, dollar bills are great. Know. Yes, please leave dollar bills. That's great. I uh, love that. Okay. That's fine. I can take them back. No, 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 <laughs> no, no! Don't take those back, please. Um. So there we go. But so no he's joke. gonna graduate two months, huh? Mm-hmm. Even fingers with crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, I mean, the whole are you gonna graduate even with the the Voldemort? What's going around? Dude, I mean, I, I, it, it seems like, uh, I don't know, maybe it, they might do like a virtual thing, so I might have to make like a sim character, <laughs> walk him across the stage, like a virtual stage, we'll see. Oh, my. oh that'd be crazy if there, if there was virtual graduation. Dude, I wish. You could probably get a good so. uh, commencement speaker there. if they agreed to do it virtually. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. could get, you could get <laughs> Tupac. You could get virtual Tupac yeah, to give yeah, your yeah. Like commencement whoever speech. Whoever the gorillas are, let's just have the gorillas, the band. Oh, yeah. that's great. Or MF yeah. Doom, yeah. bags, MF it's Doom. It's so funny because we're playing them in the background, and did you know Wait, that? Wait, MF Doom's a real person, that? Sam. Yeah, but he wears the mask all the time. Yeah. MF he? Doom and Bane, How, th- that's, a, that's a remix. There's a joke yeah. there somewhere. There's something there. Are you, do you do stand-up comp- Did Was Sam funny in college? Uh, Sam was funny in college. Did he do? Um, did he do hooligan pro- things? Did he break things for no reason and put constantly. stickers on things that he shouldn't? Constantly. He was making a constantly. scene at lots the of, restaurant. Lots of hijinks. Lots of there was a whole lot of hijinks going on for sure. Coughing and throwing up in front of strangers to oh, scare I mean, them I'll in the I'll city. send you this video, bags. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think you sent that to me earlier. Yeah, but now you can keep it forever. Okay, well, because you just like Snapchatted that. it earlier, so it would only last for ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Did they give you the dirtiest look in the world? Oh, uh, their pants were shit, but I also got out of there pretty quickly because it was right outside of the drop. Like uh, yesterday, yesterday somebody told me that coughing is like the new N word, and I and I and Whoa. I felt like that's very true. Yeah, I believe I it. Th- yeah. In these times that we are living in. Yeah. Give you cough. <laughs> he mentioned it. Every time he met anybody mentions it, I'm gonna honk the horn. Do you have assignments to complete? Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay, I was wondering. Well, we are Pam now. I have horn. a horn. She I have does it when there's one minute left in someone's set. Yeah, it's a thing because it's radio and we do stand-up and a lot of the programs I run are more learning-based. I honk a horn at a minute so people know what a minute feels like so they can't run. Because running the light is a huge problem for a beginning comedian, and especially the first time they go up at the punchline, if they run the light, it is going to be You're so fucked. long before they get up a second time. They do not want you to run the light on your first time. That's interesting. Have you cut people off like 15 seconds before they hit their line? 
I would never like cut anybody off, but later I'll tell them, uh, like, be like, lay, listen to your set and see how long you ran the light. Or it's just important to know what a minute feels like. Because a lot of people, like, hear the horn or they'll get the minute light and they'll just wrap it up really quickly and they'll do, like, 15 seconds. But it's like... And that just you totally ruins the bit. Well, it can, or you just have to figure out... Like, I have a trick. Whenever I get the light, I, I know exactly what two jokes are a minute. Like, and I just close it out with those two jokes and that's just the way I roll but you know there's all kinds of it's just sometimes the problem is that people want to end on a laugh and if you don't know what joke you're going to end on and you have a minute left and you're trying to wrap something up and you're trying to make them laugh and they don't laugh you want to end on a laugh so you try to tell them something again to make them laugh but now you're running the light and it gets like oh no no and you're like digging yourself a hole <laughs> that you can't get out of See, okay okay yeah I think I would just fart into the mic if I ever got into that situation. I panicked, and I was trying to end on a laugh. Fart, on, fart into the mic? Yeah. Yeah, you just rip one off real quick. and then there, was a girl who could queef, there, there was a girl who could queef on command, and she used to do it at the brainwash, and she'd get up on the, she'd get up on the <laughs> counter, and she'd queef, and she'd put the microphone there, and she's like, that would be a thing. It was part of her set, and it was very funny. Everybody knew her for it. And she died from it? No, there, uh, you can't die from queefing. She just she still do that act like five years she later. Will, well, <laughs> she was only here for the summer because she was in school in in New York, and I think she still lives in New York and still does comedy. She was out here again for a while, and she was doing shows with Zach Wiseman, but that he's kind of disappeared now too. So anyway, so what are you gonna do after you graduate, Mr. Bags? I have zero plans. I was actually talking with Sam about that today. I'd like to come out west. I've, I've been on the East Coast my entire life. I'd like to switch things up a little bit. Yeah, he's thinking about coming to SF. We already got one. Harry's coming out here. He is. Yeah. He is. I can't, I can't live with him. Seattle though, is also painful. West. Our, our, ex, our, ex mayor, our ex mayor who died said, um, hey, if you're not going to make $80,000, please don't move to San Francisco. That's what Ed Lee said. Ed Lee said <laughs> I'm that. I'm not going to be making $80,000. Ed Lee said that, that um, about, he said that in like 2015. He said, you don't make eighty thousand dollars. Please don't move to San Francisco. You can't afford to be here. What? Okay. Yeah, right. I know, and I'm living here for so much less. But yeah, it, it's really it's expensive here. Is the point? And who knows what's gonna happen with the, <laughs> the comedies? <laughs> no, with the thing. I'm that he, um, he should not be named. Who yeah, knows what's gonna yeah. happen? How can anybody make money? I. It was going to be all sorts of new industries that are going to pop up. Uh, streaming, Twitch, video games, yeah. all that jazz. But we're, de we're definitely going to move in that direction, I think. And it's going to make people a lot more antisocial. And then when the, this whole thing's done with, they're going to be like, I kind of liked when I was at home all the time. Just going to turn into a big Black Mirror episode? Well, yeah, this well, is the beginning of um, it's the Wally already. Movie. This is like the pre-Wally, like before the Wally movie happens, when the humans oh, are just starting. Oh, one hundred percent. I've already. I think I've already gained like twelve pounds because I'm just eating all day. Because you're just sitting. Yeah. Yeah, you just sit and eat. You have nothing else to do. You're just bored, so you eat. <laughs> are you not going outside? God, uh, well, actually, I'm outside right now. This is the first time I've been outside in two days. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for him. No. Do you playing any golf? Are the are the clubs still open? Ah. Uh, I'm sure they are. They should be because you definitely yeah, have social distance. Yeah, you distance. definitely have social distance. <laughs> when, you, when you're playing. <laughs> Especially if you're chipping them into the rough. It's a rich um, man's you'd sport. Think, you'd think, but people just aren't, aren't smart and everyone's bugging. So, I don't know. 
Rushing I'm to kind the of, I'm kind of into the whole uh, uh, virus thing. I, I, I've been saying for a while now we need to like, we need to, we need a good purge. I mean, this isn't like a new thought or just anything. Just thin the but, population out. Yeah, exactly. Just like if we out. just cut off like the oldest thirty percent. I don't know how old you guys are, but we just like slice off the top thirty percent. That's so good much for shit. everyone. It would solve so well, much. Well, and shit. I was saying, I was saying Sam today that when everybody's parents die, a lot of people will be happy because they'll get so much money. They'll be inheriting houses and cars, and I mean the stocks that they had are obviously in the shitter, but everything else they get Those after they die is pretty nice. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm screwed because my parents already sent a letter to me and said they reversed mortgaged everything so they could go on this uh, cruise to Greece for like a month and a half, which they already did, which was oh, great. Oh yeah, and good for them, absolutely. I'm 100 percent down with that. That they reverse mortgage things or like, and they were like, Pam, Pamela, you're not gonna get anything. And I was like, Yeah, 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 great. Spend all your money. You earned all your money. I don't fucking want your money. I'm a Marxist. I don't believe in passing things down from generation <laughs> to generation. Fucking use it. Go to Greece. It's a fun place. So, but all the other people will be so stoked because all their people over seventy that had all the money and all the shit are gonna be like, "Oh, look, I got a new Victorian home on fucking Folsom Street." You have no resentment towards these people. None. Uh, have you? How long have you been? Oh, well, I have resentment toward everybody. <laughs> but that's cheating no, blindly. The way it's being dispensed, uh, we don't know who's gonna get hit. You know. This you know, is not good. Not a good. weird, a weird thing that's fucking California's economy right now is the fact that if if your parents pass you down a house, you still pay the same property tax on it that then your that your parents did. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like refresh. So if your parents bought a house in like 1990, and you're paying 1990 property taxes, and they give you that house, and even if it's in San Francisco or wherever, you still pay the 1990 property taxes. Isn't that if like it's passed like down uh, through parents, maybe not the 1990 property taxes, but. Well, I, no, I, but it's when you I lock think you in, when you lock in your mortgage, you that's p- you when they that's when you do it. Well, it th- then, but I think the rates are determined based on the original mortgage, and most like if your parents. But Prop Thirteen, that was a California thing. Prop Thirteen made it so that the property taxes didn't go up at certain times, and it yeah. like to help all the people who already had. But it's fucked because California is generating like not as much property tax revenue as they could be. Right. I thought Prop Thirteen was weed. No, that sixty nine. <laughs> I don't remember all the numbers, but I remember Prop 13 when I was little had something to do with property taxes. Mm. And, um, well, no, I just, rich rich people passing things down to rich people, that's that's how everyone would be super happy and they'll have all that stuff. Yay. Those people aren't going to be affected by this thing. They're going to be indoors, locked in a hyperbolic bubble. And... <laughs> yeah, I like hyperbolic bubble. That's actually a good band name, hyperbolic bubble. I like it. That's a good one. No, it was a, it was a hyperbolic slip. Epo- echo bubble. Hi- hyperbolic echo chamber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I like so that. So, what one. are you gonna do? You don't know. You have no idea what you're gonna do after you get your big degree that you've worked on for six years. You have no. Yeah, I really have like zero plans. I don't know what I want to do. I don't really have any grand ambitions. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to feel guilty about that, but you know, I'm just kind of uh, – we'll figure it out. Okay, you're – yeah. Like there's nothing – there's no burning desire of something that you're like, okay, this this no, is finally cool. done. I want to do – like oh, Benny Bagnell in, in college. Benny Bagnell in college had a startup called Espresso, which was caffeinated peanut butter. <laughs> he tried to get it in, to launch with, with – it was from – yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, well, it wasn't peanut butter. It was, uh... 
<laughs> it was basically like caffeinated, uh, spreadable like dates. Dates. Um, so it was sweet. Yeah. So it was what? It was sweet, like dates. I gotcha. You know, it's supposed to be sweet, but it wasn't sweet. It tasted like shit, and that's why I didn't really oh. take off. When, in college, um, when I didn't have money, we used to take coffee grounds and put it in vanilla yogurt and just eat it straight because we didn't have time to make actual coffee. So we did just I get you buzzed? Did you get, like, Yeah, absolutely, because you're just eating coffee. <laughs> that's fucked. That does not seem like it's good for your stomach. No, of course not. But you've got, you've got caffeine and worked out. Just, just mixing stale milk and coffee grinds. Pan- nice. Pancake over here, Bags, wants to steal Tom Brady's poop because he wants to gain access to his microbiome. I like that plan. Yeah. That's, like, that's like right out of the movie Ted. They're Ted 2. Oh, really? What? They yeah. steal oh, do they steal like Tom Brady's sh- poop? No, they steal his semen. Oh, oh yeah. that's like my joke. Yeah, Pam, Pam saying that. I was saying that Tom Brady should have quit the Patriots long ago and just been jizzing into a cup so that we could make a billion like Tom Brady's. Like a Kentucky Brady's. Derby horse? Like Barbara? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like fucking that. taking it and sending it out to all the women. Like, there's gotta be the next president in that ball sack. There's some NASA scientist in there. There's probably a couple more football players. There's some, there's 30, definitely some 30 child molesters. Some supermodels. Yeah. Definitely a child molester or two. I mean, I just because you're talking kids. about just the <laughs> cross-section of every Tom Brady baby. I mean, there's gonna there be some is. weird shit in there. What's good with what's good with Brady leaving? What's your take on this? Well, I I, I hate Tom Brady with a, with a burning passion and everything New England sports. Um, so good is know. that it? Is it just gonna, good? I think he's gonna move out your way. I think he's gonna go to L.A. L.A. or um, S.F. Is he, L.A. or Tampa Bay seem to be the two. What about the 49ers? Isn't he too old to keep playing, or is he already like a bi- AI bot? He, I think it's more so that. I think he's just, like, indestructible at this point. He's not even a real person. He's, like, he's like a Tupac hologram. That's why nobody can, t- can like, sack him or whatever because he's not real. Yeah, every offseason he just, like, blood dopes and, and gets a new arm from some, like, <laughs> African child soldier and they beef it up and they put it on him and he's just a cyborg of all these bits and pieces. African child forever. soldiers do have very muscular arms. AK-47s oh, are heavy weapons. Big AKs all day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Benny, if you don't have a commencement speech given to you at the end of all this, uh, you should lis- listen to um, Sunscreen, which is a commencement speech. Oh, yeah, speech. uh-huh, but above all, wear sunscreen. It talks yeah. about flossing, too, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, that's a Who mi- gave that? It's a, it's a fun little – they put music behind it, too. It's a very popular YouTube listen to it at the end of this if you want. We're um, coming it's up next. I'm so excited screen? that he's here at 8 o'clock. It's Bear T of Pop-Off came to play music okay. and um, keep media alive here at MutantRadio.fm. And for just to tell people timestamp, it's um, St. Patrick's Day, 3-17-2020. We're with Pancake, Sam Carroll, Mr. Bags on the phone. And we're rolling up heavy spliffs right now. And uh, I'm Pam Benjamin Radio now. We've been podcasting to try to not talk about that thing. And, uh, yeah, keeping it alive here at Media. Because we, we found out, we looked it up on the on the city. The city said it's okay for media outlets. We are essential. An essential business. I mean, essential business is, uh, enter- like, media, entertainment, news, whatever. This is, I just want this to be news about anything except the news. Fake news. We're a fake news media outlet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We we rim the we rim the truth. We don't stick our tongues in it. Guess time. No one wants to actually eat the truth. No one no can one handle the truth. truth. No one can handle the truth. It it smells like shit. The truth. <laughs> it always shit. Listeners don't want to listen to the truth. Uh, clearly. They they. I want to hear some weird. I don't know. You're I think they'd rather listen to a description of another man eating another man's ass than li- listening to the truth, right? <laughs> or anyone. I would. Any, any I would. <laughs> Don't you think the word queef should be onomatopoeic, Bags? Say that again? Don't you think the word queef should be onomatopoeic? Doesn't that mean that a queef would sound like, like, queef? Yeah, it should just sound like, it should just sound like... Queef. Queef. No, but it like doesn't. A queef doesn't sound like queef. A fart well, is... Well, if you were to onomatopoeia a queef, that would be like a... <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That we, that's what we should just exchange that word for. Be tough okay. to spell I, it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I wonder what the etymology of the word queef is. That's good. We can we can look it up. You ever think about how much more words we'd have if we didn't have to spell them all? But we're not supposed to. There's some say that the truth of language is actually when it's pictorial, so that the the closest like language to truth would be you know the hieroglyphics or emojis. Emojis. Emojis, well. emojis work in all languages. It's the same thing. Who was the kid the other day? Oh, you weren't there. It, I was on the bus, and these other skate the skateboard army was talking. And this kid was talking about, like, oh, we don't have A, B, C, D anymore. We have square, triangle, rectangle, circle, because anybody can under- – I, I think he was talking about a video game controller. Maybe, but it was it was that it was universal. It's a language that's universal because everyone has a square and everyone knows what a triangle is, but not everybody knows what an A, B, C, or D is. And I was like, whoa. And then I was thinking of the same thing, is that em- emojis are a language that can transcend – our individual languages. So you can send a emoji- Tower of Babel. Right. Okay, I have the etymology of uh, queef. queef? Okay. Uh, it had a spike um, in the 1800s. Yeah, well, that was because of the food. It dipped <laughs> until 1850. It had a hiccup, and then it had a cough <laughs> in the, uh, in the uh, 1875 era. And then 1990, it dips- but then it spikes. No, not the 1900s. Sorry. That's its usage. But where did it come from? Like, oh. so etymology is the derivation of the word. Word. So like. Well, well, well Mar- Martha Washington was well known for having some terrible queefs. Yeah, that's, that's in the history true. book somewhere. Yeah, that's got to be there. That's a little side note. Maybe in italics. I would say that queef probably didn't come into existence until like 1920. The the origin it says on Google says 1990s. Probably imitative. Huh. Imitative. Yes. So what you're saying, onomatopoeic. But yeah, it doesn't sound like queef. Maybe maybe a queef <coughs> is like a squeaky one, like queef, queef, queef. You say it like that. Queef, 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 queef. <laughs> obsessed. Like maybe just there were smaller vaginas back then, and just the sound had to go through a smaller tube, well, so it just made a higher pitch. That like actually makes queef. sense because babies, people were smaller. So people I wonder if babies were smaller. Yeah, so and malnourished because they were just eating and corn and paste. they all the women were younger that were having babies. I'm True. assuming smaller so vaginas, smaller queefs. Oh no, we're talking I about above age historically. Yeah, in this hypothetical world. Well, no, still I mean they used to have. I mean, you could get married at 14, right? Or what's that? What was the, the age of consent in Oklahoma? You could get married at nine if your tits were big enough. <laughs> Not legally. I mean, I guess. What do you mean legal? We're going far back enough, like as far as back as marriage goes, like where one woman's locked to another man. Mm. Okay. Newborns get married. 
But then oh, they well don't. I guess well, they're promised or whatever. They don't have yep. sex with the newborns until they're like, you know, like toddlers at least. Oh my god! Sam. Okay. Just spreading misinformation. Um, everything that comes from your face. Etymology uh, of queef, a variant of Scottish and Northern English, quiff, <laughs> a <laughs> puff of wind. That quiff, is a that is onomatopoeic. Wind. Quiff yeah. is onomatopoeic. <laughs> quiff. <laughs> so now you have your answer. That's not even. There's no. But there's no separate. There's no like. Os- there's no oscillation of the lips and quiff. It's just one b- exhale. It's just. Okay, you, <laughs> have, you yeah. have your you answer. Have yeah. you, you have your magical etymological <laughs> answer. We have ten minutes left. To if you hold down the, the F for a long time, too, it's a really long quiff. Quiff. Number what? Oh, quiff. I didn't turn you on. What? Jack Kerouac? As in, like, the... He doesn't the have the... You have to turn it on. The writer? Oh, no, you, Benny could hear him. Oh, we could hear him. Okay. Yeah, Kerouac the writer. Yeah. I can't hear you, but what he said. Was he the, was he the acid trip guy? Like the, the, yeah, the, the, the what do they call that group? Share some chicken soup. Sha- what? What about chowder? Do you share your bowl of chowder with who? Anyone? I've I've been giving I've been giving the questionably housed shorts on my cigarettes, but I'm not taking shorts from anybody else. Are you balancing the lip part like in a nice spot so that it's not ground touching? Or are you like? No, I when I'm walking down the street, I hand. Oh, you them hand to them. Oh, that's w- that's so that's very nice of you. I don't drop them on the ground. So I don't know. <laughs> some if there's no one around and you're like, I'm not gonna smoke this whole cigarette, but I don't well want to no, carry I it around until I can you carry it around until you give it to someone. Well, no, people are constant. I oh live yeah, in a tenderloin. Live in tenderloin. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> people are constantly asking me I for my cigarettes, and so instead of giving, they say, Oh, you got an extra cigarette? And I'll say, You, you can have shorts, and they're like, Oh, thanks. And will they stick around and you'll smoke the cigarette and maybe talk to them for a little bit? No, I'm a good way to meet people, right? I'm She's busy. I'm walking to where I'm going. You don't need a cigarette to meet anybody in the tenderloin. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. <laughs> That's true. They talk, they talk back. Yeah, we're definitely meeting our neighbors, friends and neighbors on the street. I've been seeing less questionably peop- uh, housed people. Because they're, they're getting... They're tucked away now. I think they're in shelters. And they gave them uh, hotel rooms and shit. I think you know what. Honestly, I don't know. They could have taken him away to the camp. Yeah, a lot of them have dogs. 
if people have dogs, they can't take them places like that, so it's not fair in animals of some kind. The yeah. street folk have dogs? Of course, yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good form of protection if you live, you know, because no one's watching your shit. You either have, like, and whenever the police come to try to clean you up, like, maybe the police aren't cleaning up right now, which is nice. Maybe DPW is saying, like, oh, this isn't a necessary thing to do. But, um, if, like, if you have your tent, you can't leave your tent during the day. Like, someone will take it away or go through and take your drugs or your meds or your clothes or whatever you have. Yeah. So if you, you know, have a dog, but then you'd have your dog with you. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's just very difficult to live on the street. I haven't done that. So. The La Quinta uh, takes dogs. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll have to make a public service. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather stay on the street than go to a La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> now sponsoring? No, we're not sponsoring anything. So. Bliss, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I'm. So you know, it's the end times. So I'm allowing us to smoke spliffs in here. Oops. Have you, so with these street people, because there's apparently tons in San Francisco, have you actually ever met a, like, a, like, a, like a homeless person out there who's like an ex-Google engineer or something like that? Yeah. So I've really? been at Stanford. I haven't met him, but I, I know a guy who does this magazine where he, he takes pictures of homeless people, and then he gives the proceeds to them, and he runs it. It's a magazine, and he interviews this guy. He's a Stanford graduate, but he lives on the street now because he took a bunch of acid. Oh, well, I, I mean, like, I mean, like, not all. He, he sounds like a really intelligent guy, and I'm sure I'm butchered that. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I sure have a, I'm sure many of them are. I have a buddy who's homeless right now, and he's addicted to heroin. And um, he was a he has a chef degree, and he's a really funny stand-up comic. Yes. He's one of the I think he's the funniest comic in San Francisco, honestly. But you know, he has a problem with heroin, and so it's really hard for him to maintain a residence. And he lives where he can live. Right, well, because he was painting outside. He's also a painter. He's not just a stand-up comic. And so he'd, like, be outside and paint. And then it started to affect his making. But he wasn't a... He wasn't a Google exec or anything. He wasn't, like, you know... He traded his fortune to live on the street. I think he Yeah, I know. Heroin's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it wrecks you. It fucks you up. I know um, Berkeley students who constantly come out of there and go homeless. Oh. Because they're trying to make it where they graduated, right? But they don't want to go back home. You know, independence and all that. The American dream. And then live on the street with... Sure. In a car, in the parking lot of the university that you graduated from. Some people say that you can't be a real stand-up comic unless you've lived in your car for a while. Oh. Oh, I've, I've done that. Yeah, that I one. believe that. Check yeah. that one off the I list. I had the nicest car for Halloween. Oh, you had a van. <laughs> yeah, van. you lived in the van. It was, it was luxurious. Lucky. It was pretty big. I live in a sports car. <laughs> and why did you stop doing the van thing? Started taking too many shits because I had to eat. I had to eat more to supplement my calories that I'm burning. Ah. Uh. So just the shit frequency went up, and you know, it was mostly From a toy. It, it Is was that a, what you mean? It, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm a bike messenger, 
Are your legs just pistons right now? Back. Back's fucked. But yes. Uh, yeah, I got, I got some tunnels in there for sure. I got hit by a car. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, you sent me pictures from the hospital. Oh, so yeah, it was like yeah, day yeah. four of the oh, job. Oh, we corresponded right? throughout that. Oh, that's good to know that you were there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking big hole in my leg. You made a big point the day before of telling me how you were riding a fixie, no brakes, all this stuff, and the next day you were pins and needles. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. But you didn't yeah. break anything, right? I didn't break anything, and I've only been hit by like a few more cars since then. So. <laughs> only a few cars. Just a few. Stuck them all. Do you get hit? Do you get hit more often? You think you would in another city just because the cars are more quiet out there? No, I don't really. Electric? I don't really come into contact with cars anymore. I figured out a way to oh. avoid them, but uh. Hit people? No, no, no. I've never hit a person. So, um, but yeah, sometimes I, I'll run into cars. That used to be my problem when I was first starting out, because I'd look behind me in traffic to see if I was going somewhere, and the person ahead of me would break, and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to slow down and stuff. So I just ram right into their back, and then keep, and then they would stop, and then I would pedal around them to like leave the scene. What I pretty much described a hit and run, but. <laughs> No damage. No damage. There we yeah. go. Well, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> no, t- stay away from all the damage. Uh, thanks for calling, because we've got to wrap up this yeah, non-corona. Non Oof, I said it. Oh, That's fine. We made it this far. We made we it this far. We the did whole point it. of the podcast was to not talk about it. We I know. We, we did good. it. We did yeah. a good job. We talked about anything but. So around good. it. We talked around That's it. That's good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for calling Thanks in. For calling Thanks for in, calling in, Bags. And uh, ha- yeah. I hope that you figure out what you want to do with your future. Oh, thank you. I'm going to be out in San Francisco. In a yeah. Month just hours, make more so than 80000 so. You'll be fine. And, yeah, <laughs> p- p- just pick up stand-up comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. It, I can I make mean, over 80000 doing that right off the bat, right? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Dude, stand-up comedy yeah. is easy. Yeah. It's just you, yeah. you're in and you're famous. Just like <laughs> that. You just have to like to do it. That's all. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Say goodbye to you. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Uh, coming up next is Pop Off with Bear T. It's going to be a great show. We're going to head out of here. And but thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we I was doing this instead of Bug House Square tonight because Sean is he interacts with. I know it's the number one show on the station. Oh, I got hello, listeners. Then uh, yeah. what's up, um, listeners? So I know number one show on the station, Bughouse Square. He doesn't feel comfortable coming in because he delivers food to an old person, and he doesn't want to contaminate oh anyone or interact. He's Those a good are guy. the heroes we need right now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't see old people or children, so we're running the station. See you tomorrow for AltaCast and some Call Me Tim. Bye. Here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. 
Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riding. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. 
Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead parasites? Well, shoot. From time to time, I'd give it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshops, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag snabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radio so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radio Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, so small business advice, 
LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yes, yes, you're listening to House of Pride Radio. Take us to the disco. Take everyone and your mother. I can't take it anymore. I need to dance. Uh, we're listening to the Club Jumpers remix of Trey's Get Me to the Disco. And I think we have um, uh, one half of the famous duel with us on Pride Radio. Dan, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can. <laughs> Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. I mean, I, I guess like everybody else, right, just being in quarantine, I guess this is a great song that Craig just uh, put out. I mean, perfectly what's going on right now yes it does yeah very topical i would say uh when you guys got the assignment what what did you uh what ingredients did you think that you needed to, to put into like this kind of a mix well you know i was you know i would talk to the artists and i was asking them you know ask them who's going to be in the package you know different remixers so that way i know like each sound that's gonna you know incorporate mm -hmm. a different mix so we always want to take ours, of course, to a different direction. So, 
and that's what we did. You know, I mean, we kind of made it more more pop jam for uh, top forty radio. Yeah, af absolutely has a, a totally different flavor than the other mixes, but that's what you want on an EP. No, exactly. You want a variety all the time because, like you said, not everybody likes the same thing. So, and this is a great package. I mean, Craig really, uh, really hand-selected. You know, some great people on this package. I mean, I really like all the mixes on this on this uh, single. Absolutely. Uh, actually, we're going to be talking to him right after uh, our conversation. Um, maybe we'll highlight uh, go um, to one of the di digital platforms and highlight some of the other mixes. But uh, but um, Club Jumpers. Wow, you guys. Yeah, solid, solid jam. Um, yeah, the production level is just uh, great. Um, he's uh, number one last week on our Pride Top 10, which is coming up a little bit later with DJ Sean Perry. Will he be number one again? We're going to have to just wait and find out. Um, so Club Jumpers, you guys, uh, it's an interesting story because you're it's, a, it's like um, a family affair. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Yes, I mean, yeah, Club Jumpers is actually, uh, my other half is uh, my, my younger brother, actually, Sam Michaels. Uh, he's one of the main producers uh, in Club Jumpers, you know, besides me. And then we have another friend of ours that actually has been working with us for 15 years now. So I guess we can call him a brother also. Mm -hmm. uh, we call him George Eyes. And, it, and it's been an adventure. It's been a journey. I mean, we've been doing this since 1993, believe it or not. So yeah, we've worked with so many we work. Yeah, we work with so many great people, you know what I mean? So many great people on the way, and it's been great. It's been great. You know, now, you know, like I say to a lot of people, now I'm just doing it just for fun. Yeah, what was your – do you remember your first uh, assignment when you realized, wow, we're, we're in the mix here? My first big record that we did with Club Jumpers was actually when Enrique Iglesias crossed over to the English market with Rhythms Divine. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember that. Started showing up on the Hot Hundred chart, and then from there, you know, we got hired to do "Forgot About Dre," Eminem, and the rest was history. Awesome. Is there uh, any project in particular that stands out as one of your favorites? I mean, there's so many favorites. I mean, I mean, like I said, I've worked with so many great uh, artists. You know, from majors to the independents. I mean, I think I would say. They all stand out to me because they're all great people, and all these artists that I work with, they become actually my actual, they become my family friends, I guess if you could say. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I could totally see you on um, a, a yacht with Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually, you know what, that was actually our uh, last single that we just did before uh, COVID struck, you know, this year, so. And we actually did a great song, which was called Suda, which is sweat in English. Mm -hmm. And that one went double platinum for us this year. So we're kind of excited for that. Uh, I've always wanted to work with Pitbull. I always knew the guy. I know the guy that actually started managing him and, and rise him to fame. I worked with him in radio back in the 90s. And uh, so you know how it is. I guess it all comes together. You know, somebody knows somebody, another person knows that one, and another one knows another one. So it all just comes together, and they're like, hey, you know Dan Matthews, right? Oh, yeah, of course I know Dan Matthews. Well, how would you like to – well, of course, yeah. You know, let's send them the stems and see what they can do. And, you know, me and my brother, we did match it. And, you know, and it, it all comes down to the fans too. You know what I mean? It's all with the fans, your audience that we always have to thank because those are the people that actually make you who you are today. Absolutely. Uh, so when you guys uh, – uh, 
um, constructing, producing a, a remix. So what what parts do you do you have responsibility for? Like how do you share up the responsibilities? Well, you know, Sam Michaels, like I said, my brother, he's more of the production side. I mean, he's really, not thankfully because he's my brother, but yeah, he's, he's a great producer. So, I mean, we, we both sit down, and he's the one that actually I tell him, hey, well, what do you think of this bass line? What do you think of this, and what do you think of that? And and I'll give him my ideas, and then he'll put down his ideas, and then the song, we start the song, and we're halfway done, and then he'll be like, let me take it home. So then he comes back to the session, and it's all different again. I'm like, hey, what are my ideas? He took everything out that I did, you know, so... <laughs> So, so there I am back again telling him, okay, let's move that. Let's take off 16 bars off of there. Let's take off. Let's add four more bars here. Okay, let's bring down the vocals here. Let's add these vocals here. Let's do this here. Okay, let me do this here. And then he says, wow, why didn't I think about that? And I said, because we're both club jumpers, remember, it's a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's funny. Um, where's your, where did you guys grow up? We're actually born and raised in Orange, California, Orange. Southern California. And we moved to Texas back in our late teens. And uh, and then I moved to San Antonio, and I've been here for 20 years in San Antonio now. Oh, San Antonio. I, I really want to check out that city. Is that the one with the, the river walk? It is. It's with the river walk, the Alamo. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great city, not just saying that because I've been here for 20 years, but, you know, being from California, it is a, it's, it's a really nice city. It actually looks like California now. Everybody from California lives here now. Well, a lot of people are moving out. They can't take it exactly. anymore. The fires <laughs> yeah. and, the, you know, the pandemic, it's just got to get out of the city. <laughs> well, not, not, only the ba not only the city. There are, I mean, there are people leaving because Taft closed down, but the fires have ravished the northern part of just saw something on Twitter. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> been a crazy year, yeah. Crazy year. Yes. How, how are you doing during this pandemic? Are you, uh, are you staying busy? Well, you know, actually, you know, we've been blessed. We've been, you know, semi-busy. You know, most and a lot of people would be busy. So, you know, I'm, I actually actually do radio also. As you know, I run a station also in Sacramento. Yes, 105.9. Yeah, Rhythm 105.9. Yeah, I'm the operations manager and the programmer there. So I have a lot of duties there. And you know how that is. You work for radio yourself. I'm, you know, so. Yes. And but anyways, yeah, I tasks. mean, you know, the, we're still getting production. I mean, believe it or not. And that's, you know, Trey came to us, you know, with this great song, you know, Get Me to the Disco. And, you know, he, he had brought it to me. He's like, what do you think of this idea? And I said, Craig, this is a great idea. I mean, this is something that would really work that's actually happening now, you know, with this COVID-19 and, you know, people just getting frustrated. But I guess, you know, with the COVID-19, I'm saying that it was a good thing, but it's like I've actually taken a break from <laughs> all this stuff. You know, I, mean? I actually get to sleep more, get to do more things that I wanted to do because before yes. COVID, remember, we didn't have a life. We were always flying out of town. We were always in the studio. It's like if I slept, I only slept like probably three, three to two hours a day. And we were just on the go all the time. So I guess, you know, co with COVID-19, it's actually brought me back to reality also as a, as a human being and an individual. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I see that as like a little covert vacation <laughs> before things yeah, like it's, wind back it's up. Been, 
Yeah, it's been a long vacation, though, right? <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, we both have welcomed <laughs> the vacation today. Time to get active again. Um, now, do you do you come from a radio background? Is that did you go to broadcasting school? Like, wh- how did you get into uh, radio? Actually, yes, I actually started on radio when I was 15 years old. That was uh, the first time I started in a community uh, college uh, in LA. And when I moved to El Paso, I was actually working for the University of uh, UT, UTEP. And uh, I got my uh, college degree in broadcasting because back then, remember, you had to have an FCC license to talk on the radio. That's right. And yeah, and nowadays, of course, you don't need that as long as you have a good voice and you know what you're saying on the radio. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, I did take some broadcasting classes for that. I mean, I think it was like, I think it was like a two-month class or something like that, you know. So, I mean, I don't remember. It was way back in those days. Yeah. So you've been working in radio really since the beginning. Do you and how, when did um, remixing and producing come about? Well, you know, I was a DJ first. You know, I mean, I of course, you know, we're all DJs. You know, I I was supposed to DJ when I was uh, 14 years old. I started, you know, DJing and uh, got into radio at, at 15, and then I got into the major radio uh, when I was 17. And uh, one of my friends, he actually took me to a studio, and I was blown away because I was like. Oh my gosh, this is how music is created. The stuff that I'm playing on the radio, this is, you know, I saw like mm-hmm. the tracks individually coming out of, you know, a mixing board. Remember back in the day, the Mackies, you know, track one, I saw the kick coming out through there. Track two, I saw the bass. Track three, the hi hat. And I was blown away. And I said, when I went back home, I told my brother Sam, hey, Sam, I need to take you to the studio because this is something that we got to do. And, and now here we are. <laughs> And now here we are, 30 years later, right? <laughs> yeah, with the uh, amazing repertoire of uh, jams that you guys have produced for folks, for talented folks, and uh, the record stands for itself. Um, then we're going to go out with the uh, uh, Melanie, um, how do you pronounce her name, featuring Pitbull Suda, your mix. It's, it's Melanie Furman uh, featuring Pitbull yes. Suda, Club Numbers remix. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go out with that. Um Wow, so you guys are like rocking it out in El Paso. I've got to like come on down to that city at some point and uh, say hello. I've wanted to, it's on my list of places to check out for sure. On my way to Houston's Eagle to say hi to Mark and JD. I think they're, I'm not sure if they're on this project with me. No, I don't think so. But have you, you guys probably have like crossed paths. Oh, yes, I know Mark very well. Yes, I know Dirty Disco. I know all those guys out there. Yeah, and I'm in San Antonio, by the way, not El Paso. Anymore. Oh, so San sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, San Antonio. That's quite yeah, a distance, so right? Because El Paso's all the way on the corner. Um, yeah, the El Paso's like about 15 hours drive from San Antonio. So oh, forget about it. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio's on my list, not El Paso. But I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a big state. Um, everything's big in Texas. Everything's big in Texas, as they say. They do say <laughs> that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to get acquainted. Uh, so, w- okay, so folks are just uh, getting into Club Jumpers now. What's the best place for them to go and uh, learn and follow you guys? I mean, you know, we have clubjumpersmusic.com. Okay. Uh, we actually we're on Spotify also as Club Jumpers. Uh, you can Google us, Club Jumpers with a K. There's uh, thousands of pages on us. We're on Wikipedia. Uh, our IG is my IG is Dan Matthews uh, underscore Club Jumpers. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I mean, we're everywhere. I mean, you can just type out Club Jumpers and we'll pop out everywhere. <laughs> That's so. great. Uh, and then for Rhythm 105.9, is that a F- actual FM station? Uh, like 
you doing? It's a, yeah, it's a terrestrial station. Yeah, it's uh, FM radio. The antenna is actually in Yuba City, and we broadcast into uh, Sacramento, and it's an FM station. It's uh, www.rhythm1059fm.com. Awesome. And you're the, the program director there, is that correct? That's correct. I'm the operations manager and the program director for the station. And what is it? Is it a dance station primarily, or is it a mix of different – like how would you it's describe a, it? It's, it? It's a top 40 mainstream uh, billboard indicator uh, reporting station. It's actually a uh, top 40. Oh, that's uh, that's interesting. Do, yeah. Because now that yeah, the – uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying uh, we do play a variety of uh, music, and we, I, you know, of course, I love dance music, so I'm going to throw some dance music in there as well. So you report to the Billboard Top 40 uh, promoters, not not so much the well the, the club chart, which is actually on hiatus, as you know. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Shaw. Yeah, so yeah, I don't report to the dance chart. I report to the to the Top 40 mainstream chart, to the to the radio Top 100 chart. Oh, that's so cool. That's used to be. I was so obsessed with the Hot 100 for many many years growing up. That would be my chart, the go-to chart to find out what was going on. Even now, you know, uh, a top 40 chart song will oftentimes uh, they'll develop a um, a dancing piece to guess to branch out to different demographics. Not all the time, but even some of the rap songs, I think, which is cool. Like no, exactly, yeah. And you know, we and I do I do a lot of remixes for the dance uh, chart, as a matter of fact, with you know on that side with Bobby Shaw. Uh, yeah, I love Bobby's great. Bobby in New York, yeah, make, making it happen there on his side. Um, but let me let you go. We got to get the uh, our little pride top ten going, which is um, mostly dance oriented. You know, we try to highlight the remixes. Uh, hence, Club Jumpers version of uh, Get Me to the Disco. So, uh, so that's going to be getting started. But before we get that started, Dan, I want to say thank you for joining us. And we are going to go out with your uh, Pitbull Suda. With Melanie featuring Melanie uh, Furman, actually it's Melanie Furman featuring Pitbull. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Melanie Furman featuring Pitbull Suda, Club Jumpers remix. And Tweeka, thank you so much for inviting me. I, you know, it's an honor to be on your on your show. It's an honor to talk to you, Dan. It's the first time you're on House of Pride, so don't be a stranger. You're welcome back anytime. You and your brother, uh, come on back, okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye bye now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go out now with the Club Jumpers version of... Sweat. 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 Sweat.
Yeah, that's the Melanie Furman featuring Pitbull Suda, Club Jumpers' uh, official remix radio edit. Fabulous. Uh, hey, let's shoot on down to Southern California and speak to our artist who was the number one uh, cat on our top, probably top ten countdown last week, the one and only Trey. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How you doing, Tweeka? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Relaxing here at home. Awesome. So you must be under uh, a lot of pressure, under stress to know if you're still number one this week on the <laughs> top ten <laughs> countdown. The suspense but is killing you. <laughs> I was hoping maybe the number two can go up to number one. Yeah, something radical like that. Um, <laughs> so um, Club Jumpers, Dan and I, we were complimenting you on really the production value of your entire EP, which is one of the um, aspects we look for when charting here on Pride Top 10, because as you know, there's a lot of, it's not just a, you know, a lot of folks come to the table to make a really good EP, and you guys really delivered. I thought this would it would be fun to kind of just uh, listen and talk about a couple of the mixes that aren't on the top 10 on our chart, but are out there on other charts and doing really well. Uh, what do you think about that? Sounds great. So I, folks listening to us, uh, Treg's uh, EP is out everywhere. Every digital platform you can think of. So go and support him and his remixes, his remix team. Uh, so I went to iTunes. This is my go-to place to listen because they're pretty well organized and easy to get to and whatnot. So right away, there it is, all, all the mixes right in front of me and the pack and the artwork looks great. Did you, were you the director of the artwork? So I, I had an idea. So there's a guy that I, I was using for a while who always did great jobs for me. But, you know, Matt Consola with Bushcraft, um, co labeled Release with me, he basically said, hey, I think you should do this guy. You know, he's really good, what have you. And I said, okay. So I, I reached out to him and he said, yes, you can do it. And I said, hey, the only thing that I'm really feeling right now is like seeing the back of a car, maybe like a, a Thunderbird or something, just like trying to get out of the pandemic and into the disco. So what you see is what he sent me. There were no revisions, nothing. Cool. It's very, exactly very uh, neon light kind of in transit to the disco. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He just crushed it. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. So good. Pablo did an amazing job. So I was super, super stoked. That's fabulous. So shout out to Pablo and the uh, Swish Craft label. Uh, yep. That's right. Got to give them more credit when we're talking about this project. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing is it's not highlighting the actual mixes because there's so much. Your, your title is so long. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but we so can listen to You can hear us, right, right now? Yep. Okay. So let's just go. Um, I know number one, the first one I've downloaded, so that's on our charts. I won't play that. I think that's uh, Dirty Disco, Leo Frappier. But let's check out the second mix, and you can talk about it. Oh, here we go. My first question is, who's that diva singing in the background? Not you. We already know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Diva. 
All right, Kiva. She's the same lady that sang with me on I Ain't Got Time For That, and she has a couple records out right now um, as well. That's cool. Yeah, she uh, – we, we, the pride community loves our Kivas. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, she she's, her pedigree is, like, off the hook. She toured with Chaka Khan on world tours. She toured um, around the world with Elton John. She sang with Natalie Cole. She sang with so many different people. She just sang at the Oscars in a choir. Um, it's not uncommon to find her on, you know, the um, singing talent contest in, in one of the choirs as a background singer. She's literally, she's so legit and, and seasoned and just the real deal. And she's a very good friend of mine. Awesome. that You're so blessed to have connected with someone like that. Uh, yeah, she brings a lot to the table for sure. Fabulous. So that was, uh, I, I recognize that one. That was one of the Dirty Disco <laughs> remixes. But, that uh, was Luscious Low. Oh, that's Luscious Low. Okay, so I didn't make a mistake. That was Luscious Low, right? Yes. And uh, he totally redid the song. I mean, he took, um, he created like one verse and then a rap, and he created this super cool groove about the whole thing. When I first listened to it, I thought, wow, this is really reimagined. And I was taken aback at, at how much I really liked it because it, I sort of nicknamed it my um, my Palm Springs mid-morning jam. You know, that's what I would want to hear if I'm in Palm Springs, you know, just getting ready to be poolside. <laughs> I, yes. try to name, I try to name all the remixes. Well, yeah. you, you should send it to Hunters for sure. <laughs> I know I need to, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um all right, so we, let's uh, let's try another mix. There's so many. We'll do, we'll do a couple more, uh, folks. Once again, go go and get and download these mixes. Or actually, you have a deal where you download the whole uh, EP for a little less money. Uh, oh, here's Head Rocker. Now, who's Head Rocker? Lock with Lockdown Edit. Yeah, so Head Rocker, he is a producer over in the UK, and he's my guy. If I want to do a disco song, then I go straight to him. And I say, hey, I got this thing. I'll go on the garage jam. I'll create like a little bit of a track, and I'll write the song, and I'll send it over to him, and he raves about it. And uh, he generally likes the stuff that I write and the hooks that I write, and he jumps on, and, and he produces the song and just seriously makes it what it is. So the Head Rocker um, Lockdown Edit, that's actually the single. Main single, the official single from the EP? Let's yeah. Let's check it out, Greg. Here we go. Okay. I can relate to that stimulus check. <laughs> we need I another one. <laughs> and, you know. Oh my God! I wish it was that easy. Just take me to uh. the disco. The, I, I went online to see if any dance floors are allowed to be open in San Francisco, and it and it plainly states no 
like no congregating on dance floors or something like that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's really <laughs> unfortunate. It is. It is. Well, we have this song to dance to in our, our apartments or on totally. roo- rooftops, even. Absolutely. <laughs> in parks, right? Yeah. W- uh, right. I- illegally, but yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay, here's one more. Don't know who it is, but here it goes. You can tell me after you listen to it. same mix <laughs> that's the same mix yeah that's that oh yeah you know that one sounds so like a uh, mainstream to me yeah yeah for sure new disco you know trying to bring it like straight straight to the dance floor for sure yes you guys and you did okay let's see now we have one more coming up here mark hayden hagen oh yeah yeah he's been out you know he hasn't really been doing a whole lot lately so i i listen let's do this let's do something you know he hasn't really been doing a whole lot of work and i said i really want you to like bring it on this on this mix like let's let's do something seriously and he delivered he did he did such a great job i mean the entire ep Luca, is like literally it's phenomenal like i can listen to the whole thing from the beginning to the end and it honestly it's just so great every single mix is so great um just it's just it's so good i mean with thanks to you know matt consola because you know, he brought some of the guys on and, you know, sort of in control of the mix and, you know, what what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just turned out so great. Awesome. Let's check out Mark's. Here we go. So good. That one's sexy. I like it. So great, right? So I've seen you. Um, now you're on the charts too. That th- I think I see Mark's on the chart as well. Uh, oh, good, good, good. That's great to know. Yeah. Well, you've been getting uh, some feedback from it from people. Positive feedback. Yeah. Po- yeah. Positive feedback. So Ooh. much. Yeah. On Instagram, you know, you get all those emails of all the positive feedback, and of course, Matt Consola. You know, he's just a beast at at promo, and he does the in-flight. Um, promos and you know a lot of the DJs give really great feedback and you know I really enjoy um, seeing what that feedback is um, good bad or indifferent because um, I I love to listen to all of the critiques so that I can try to understand where people are coming from and see how I can make that better in the next record 
Awesome. Uh, and then do you have stuff in the works for as a follow-up to this hit? I do. Awesome. Yeah, I have three songs right now that I'm working on. All right. Yeah, there's one one positive, uh, <laughs> you know, um, one, one positive uh, thing that can come out of this pandemic is that folks have more time to make art. So tons of music is coming out, isn't it? I mean, yeah. so many people are doing just amazing. It's so great to hear. You know, it's funny, um, Dan Matthews, you know, a lot of times I'm just, you know, I, I have a hook. I, I, I write hooks. And so I'll go to Dan and be like, hey, is this easy? Because if I think of it, sometimes I think maybe it's easier or whatever. He's like, no, oh, my God, no, that's great. That's great. Shut up. Shut up. No, it isn't. He's like, no, 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 it's great. Yeah, you just have to do that. And so he's been really helpful in terms of um, just making me um, have more confidence in myself. You know, he's been doing this for so long, and he knows what a good hook should sound like, and he knows what a good record should sound like, and what a melody is, and what chord changes are. And and so for me, it's like if I can, you know, bounce ideas off of him, I mean, that's like who gets that opportunity, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, somebody like Dan who is um, entrenched in top 40 uh, genre and sounds, that's a great place to to bounce it off you know because the structure of top 40 is dance music just with not extended broken down you know reconstructed right. so yeah you've got a you've got a good team and a good product I, <laughs> I i do i do and it's so great you know to go to people and you know some people say no you know on this project i had two people who turned the project down i won't mention their names but um it's you know <laughs> it's not for everybody right I mean, it's always going to be that way. How can you please every single ear in the world? But, what is, <laughs> but what's great about that is people aren't just doing it for the money, you know, or, or, or doing it just to get on the EP. They, people are, you know, if they are feeling it and they're vibing it, then they're going to they're gonna jump on. I mean, I think that's a testament to, you know, them being really great producers. And if they're not feeling it, they, maybe they know that they're not going to be able to do a great job on it or whatever, so they just pass which is fine because it just leads you to another door. I mean, this EP turned out so great. It's like I couldn't have asked for a better collection of remixes. Yeah, it's and it's coming on the heels of a, a, a really good song. Ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just express, you're like Dolly Parton. Your your music is like autobiographic. Uh, uh, what's the word? Autobiographic. Yeah. Autobiographic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know awesome you go girl <laughs> <laughs> we're trying <laughs> so we're gonna go out with uh, rob moore's mix rob moore our buddy oh my god you <laughs> killed it oh my gosh i love it the beginning of the song is so crazy good and then um just like the first part of the verse and he played it twice and what he did is so cool i i honestly Tika, it's like i'm so excited over every mix it's crazy yeah, shout out to your remix team, to Swishcraft label over in Portland, Matt Casola, and everyone else involved. This is the Rob Moore remix. Uh, uh, Trey, I want to thank you for joining us and try to listen in. We've got uh, two tracks in the top ten. Will it be number one? You've got to wait and see. Uh, uh, Sean Perry, DJ Sean Perry, will be joining me right after this to start the countdown. Thanks, honey. I'm tuning in right now. <laughs> Fabulous. All right. Okay. Take, take care, Love honey. You. Thank you. All right. Uh,
All right, yeah, a little highlight on Trigs. Hey, get me to the disco. I'm in quarantine because he's doing so well on our charts. Now let's bring DJ Sean Perry on board so we can start this damn countdown. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Tweaky Turner? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. Yeah. I'm on my second Corona, so I am on my way. You're ready to ready to go for it. Yeah. So wait, whose remix was that? Well, that so we yeah that one was Rob Moore's but we've also highlighted a couple of other ones and then this nice. week now as you know last week we had Rip Rapier get me to the disco I'm in quarantine as the number one song will it remain number one will there be a new number one ladies and gentlemen the countdown is about to begin dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we have two Coming new in. debuts this week Sean Perry do you want to start things off absolutely This is a link you you sent me. <laughs> yes, you're supposed to download it before you even start. It played before when I was sampling it. Let's oh, did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's from Dropbox, but you never know what to what to expect from Dropbox. Let me see if I re can refresh it. Why don't you tell us about your podcast? Um, my fabulous podcast. I actually have five of them out on SoundCloud right now. So I have music from House. Oh, and you used to work at a bathhouse, so you know about that. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's nothing better than being in a, a cave playing music in a bathhouse. If I, I tell you all about that. I'm sure. You, I don't want to hear those stories. Maybe you can, you know, <laughs> write a coffee book, coffee table book okay, for us. Okay. I could never also DJ at a bathhouse because I would be so tempted just to play things like uh, Living in John Magic or Xanadu. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're ready to go, honey. Okay, girl. <laughs> Let's That's see. Fun. Yes, Sean Mendez. <laughs> Here we go, Wonder. Debuting at number 10 this week on Pride Top 10.
right, all right, coming in at number 10, Sean Mendez, Wonder. Sean, do you often wonder what it's like to be loved, honey? Uh, no. <laughs> I've given up on that one. <laughs> I, I am loved. <laughs> you are loved. <laughs> honey. I, I feel like if we're talking about love, we should have songs of love. Yes, we have songs of love in our top 10. Hey, shout out Company B, Susan. I hope you're listening. If you are, call in. Text me, though, on my telephone. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was our first of two debuts. Yes, absolutely. And in our number nine this week, it is the new Miley Cyrus song, Midnight Sky. Fabulous. Um, so whose remix, who's remix do you have? I'm going to play Luke Hepworth's remix. Uh, I found it on uh, social media, and we'll give it a try. Awesome. Here we go. It is Midnight Sky, number nine. On the volume. <laughs> press play, girl. Press play.
Yes, that's Miley Cyrus' Midnight Sky, the Luke Hepworth remix, our second debut of the week, coming in at a strong number nine, DJ Sean yeah, Curry. It's a great beat, man. You like it? Yeah, I do. I love the vibe. I love that kind of uh, synth bass thing going on. That's pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty prevalent in a lot of uh, today's remixes. So, yep, I'm down with it. Down with it, indeed. Let's see where that goes oh, next oh, week. Yeah. I think I've seen it on other charts. And uh, if you get any feedback, let us know. But, yeah, glad you like it. Woo! Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? We are at number eight. And ah. number eight, down from number four last week. But Uh-oh. it happens. Well, it's okay because it's former number it's one. Okay. <laughs> it is. We were there. We were there. It is Yes and their song Dynamite. Yes, your favorite group of the time. Well, n- actually, I take that back because it's a girl group well, competition. It's not one of my favorite groups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite artist is Texas Madonna. We both came out of the all right, on that note, this is the Jack Chang <laughs> remix. We love Jack. We do. <laughs> Yay, Jack. But don't you worry, Sean, Madonna's on this chart, too.
right, dynamite. Hey, Sean, can you uh, can you envision like a bunch of bears dancing to that song? Yes, it's a, a mass appeal across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, a, a song that I have to admit, it took uh, a little time to get into it, but I, I like it now. Yeah, it's a cute little song. It's like, it's, you know, it's her first song actually I wonder how All hard they had to practice. Uh, some of them are, huh? some of them are, have like dual citizenships or something. I think I saw an interview on ET. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, there you go, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Jack uh, Chang uh, remix of BTS Dynamite. Good job, guys. Let's see what your follow-up is to that. Um, all right. So now this next one you you introduced to me. It is holding yes. holding steady, right? Go ahead. It is coming in at number seven. It is Lady Gaga. Fabulous. Now, I, I found a new mix I wanted to debut, if that's okay. Oh, awesome. Yes. It's actually the official extended mix, so that'll be interesting. I just sampled it. I didn't really listen to the whole thing. Well, let's check it out. Uh, yeah. you know, it's Lady Gaga. Here we go. Watch life, you like 